You and Jesse are like competing with each other for landing planes. That's correct. This way you don't hear my kid uh, screaming at his buddies as they're doing some sort of commando raid. Ew, does that mean they're not wearing underwear? That's exactly it. That's exactly what a commando raid is. Well, yeah, actually, they're, they're raiding other young boys to steal their underwear, which is kind of fucked up. <laughs> and it's all in your house. Oh, yeah. We have kids all over in every room. <laughs> Those were the cool parents. <laughs> oh, my. Kevin with the artwork behind him. That's nice. Yeah, yeah nice backdrop. A little cityscape. Yeah. So pretty. That's one of those paint, paint and wine things, right? No, it's something that the kids at Beth's old school painted. Uh, I don't know that they painted it for her, but a bunch of kids painted it. Uh, one of those buildings is the school in the neighborhood. So. Oh, I like that. But they were drinking wine, right? I'm sure. Yeah, because they were doing it at Kevin's house. Yeah, Sure. <laughs> With no underwear. Exactly. <laughs> well, the winners get underwear. Yeah. <laughs> or do they? Are you quoting, is that playing Gary Glenn Ross? Winners get underwear. <laughs> underwear is for winners. For closers. Underwear is for closers. It was the third thing. It was, right? It was the, the bonus, steak knives, underwear. <laughs> Always be commando. Oh, <laughs> Hey, this is Steve with the Punch Up Podcast. With me on this episode are Kevin Reagan. Hello, Steven. Kevin Dockerty. Hey, Steve. Jesse Preisendorfer. Hey, Steve. And our storyteller is Dave Jadico. Hello, Dave. Hi, Steve. Thanks for having me. Good to see you, buddy. It's nice to see all of you, too. I'm going to tell a story that involves the meeting of two movie stars. So uh, two separate movie stars that I've met in my life. So the first one takes place in uh, 2004. And I think I knew some of you then. Oh, God. Yeah, Yeah, I knew Kevin, obviously. I've known Kevin since 1994. I knew Jesse, right? I met you, Jesse, maybe in 98 or something like that, maybe? Yep. And Steve, I met met you in... 2001, I think. Okay, I met you in 2001. So, Kevin, I met you after. So, you all might have heard this story before, but maybe not in this detail. Kevin definitely, Kevin uh, Reagan definitely hasn't heard it. I hardly ever listen when you talk, so I've never heard it before. Okay, that's helpful. Hi, I'm Dave. Nice to meet you. Hi, Dave. Hi, Dave. I think I've known known you for a while. Yeah, at least since the beginning of this podcast. So it takes place in 2004. I was working for a theater company at the time doing a production of Comedy of Errors, Shakespeare show at the Lantern Theater here in Philadelphia. And the whole cast asked, requested to to go to their fundraiser. It was like near the end of the run of the show. And they also had this fundraiser that occurred. I think it was like an afternoon fundraiser. And then the show was that night. Okay. And they asked the cast, like, we didn't have to pay, but they said, come on by and you can eat some of the food. And we were suggested not to be drinking because we had a show that night. Were they trying to show you off, Dave? Is that why they wanted the cast? Yeah, well, yeah. They wanted us to kind of interact with the donors. And, you know, so, yeah, that's a big part of when you run a theater company is you want the artists to meet the patrons and the people right. that support. I imagine they're very excited to meet the actors. Like, do they get starstruck? Yeah. <laughs> they get starstruck by me. No, I mean, so no, you're right though. They they, they do. They yeah. have questions. They want to talk to people. So the whole cast, and I think it was all of us because the show was only a couple hours afterwards. We're at this fundraiser, 
And they had like many fundraisers, they had a silent auction. So there were a bunch of clipboards out and descriptions of, you know, like a, a date night in Philadelphia with like a hotel stay and a basket of wine and things like that. And one of the silent auction items was a, a stay for a week at a house in Maine. Oh, wow. In the summer, it was like a vacation home that one of the board members or donors had given up and said, you know, a week of it could be silent auction off. Wow, that's nice. So it's their house. They, they allowed this for a week. Yeah. Yeah. So instead of like if they used it all the time or maybe they had other renters come in from time to time. It was a, given, a designated week like yeah. from this day to this. Yeah, the week was already designated. It was like the end of July in twenty. 20- in 2004 in 2028 in 2028 it was was 24 years in the future they they figured they'd be dead by then yeah (laughs) no it was in uh 2004 but it was a good five months off from when we were doing the show or maybe four months uh off from when we were doing the show so the cast we all kind of got our heads together we're sitting at this fundraiser walking around and we said you know if we all pool our money together Oh, we could bid on this because it, the, the place slept 10 people. Wow. So we, we all were like, if we throw, everybody throws in a couple hundred bucks, we can, you know, put some money up. And the wealthy donor who gave that to that house for a week just hadn't seen that possibility. Yeah. Either. It doesn't matter. It, the whole point is that money is given to the theater company. Right. So yeah, I, th- I think it matters to the owner. Right. <laughs> right. 10 actors up there for a week or <laughs> yeah. a mainline couple. Not a stick of furniture is going to be left in the place that is broken or peed on. Exactly. So we all put our heads together. And there was only, if I remember correctly, there were only like four or five couples bidding on this thing. And sure enough, at at the end of the night, you know, they were the end of the event. They read off, you know, they said the silent auction is closed. They read them off and we won. We we had enough. I think it was maybe it went for like, 3,000 bucks or maybe 2,800 bucks. And maybe it was less. Maybe it was like 2,400 bucks. But it was like it was like 240 bucks a person. Okay. For a week, that's good, yeah. But for a week at this, exclu- so let me explain that place. So it was on an island off the coast of Maine. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was called Skull Isles- Island. Well, no, not Skull Island. That's a different <laughs> one. That's the one with the monkey. So it, it has a lighthouse. The only way you can get there is by a ferry that takes your car out there. Okay. But, and it only had maybe 50 houses on it at the most. Wow. It, it was very, you know, it was very exclusive island off the, off the coast of Maine. How many bars? No bars. BYO, buddy. Yeah, no bars. I'll, I'll tell you when we go there, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of insight on that. So we went. And it's great too, because when you do a show like that, everybody is best friends for, you know, 10 weeks. Yeah. And then you never see each other again. I mean, in Philly, right. you you run into each other maybe a year later on another show or two years later, but you do, you get very close to people and then all of a sudden you don't see each other anymore. So this was like a right. very nice thing where we would all get back together in four months and all have sex with each other and all have sex with each other. <laughs> One big massive sex pile. Right. <laughs> so we won. Right. And then, so time comes, I think it's like early July and somebody gets an email, whoever put their name down as, the person that maybe it wasn't even an email, it's probably a phone call, but the person who was responsible starts calling around and it turns out they're finding out that nobody's available. But they've already paid. Yeah, everybody has paid in. Okay. Everybody has paid in for it because we had to give the money back into the fundraiser. Mm-hmm. Right? But we're finding out that 
people have booked summer jobs. A lot of these are actors, so they get these gigs and you can't miss a day. Four months out, dude. I assume that's exactly what was going to happen. Maybe they bid on other houses that were better. (laughs) 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 This island only has three houses on it. And a bigger sex pile. (laughs) Yeah. You also got to feel the sex pile, like how much cushion it's got. You know, that's important. Yeah, you got to get around it. It turns out I'm the only one and one other guy. And this other guy was this guy, Russ, who was not even in the cast. He was this guy that was a friend. He was a friend of a bunch of the actors, uh, a friend of mine as well, a guy that I knew kind of like in passing over the years. He was a commercial actor. He did stage work too, but he, he also does more commercial work. Okay. He just happened to be at the fundraiser and he said, oh, I'll jump in on this too because I know you guys. So the only people that were available were Russ and myself. Everybody. Out of all 10 people. Oh my gosh. This is going to be very romantic. Right. So what we said to the rest of the cast was, we'll ask around and see if anybody else wants to come. And if they want to come, they'll pay the 240 bucks and we'll split their money amongst the people that are not going. Oh, nice. Good idea. Right. To try to defray because everybody's because. Everybody agreed. They're like, well, I lost my 240 bucks. They couldn't back out. They already spent it. Right. So Russ and I asked people that we know. and I'd like to go back to the beginning of this entire conversation that Dave knew all three of you and didn't ask any of you to go. I don't remember. Now, this is the point. I am pretty sure I did ask all three of you because I'm sure I asked everybody. Yeah. And uh, the reason I know that is because the person I wound up taking was Dave Dritzis. Okay. Oh. Who I had only met a couple of years earlier. I guess I met him when I met you, Steve, right? Yes. And so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, a cameo. This guy. Uh, He's yet to move out of your house. Oh, this is the part where I'm going to have to enter the podcast. Okay. <laughs> All right. So. <laughs> yep. Sorry. Uh, I have hacked in to the podcast. <laughs> My ears were burning. And uh, I would just like to say on the record, and he probably forgets this, when I was asked to go, allegedly there were other performers who were still going on this trip. I think it was some of the cats. Yeah. yeah so cats. I was sold of this, oh, it'll be me, this guy Russ, and a couple of other actors. That's right. I, I, I forgot. That's right. Not everybody bailed out. So, a few people bailed out. Okay. And we were looking to replace it. But then by the time we went, it was only... Dave, myself. Right. And, and by the time my check had cleared, that's when I was told that we were the, going to be on. Oh, no refund, buddy. No, no refund. refund. Wow. Yep. Right. All right. So I guess Dave, all right, so Dave, Dave hang oh, on. Oh, I'm not leaving. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love I, it. This I, is, I think we might put this episode on YouTube because this is too good. <laughs> right. David with his arms crossed behind you now. It's so good. So Jadiko is telling us the story in his frame and Dritz is standing behind him with his arms crossed. It is beautiful. All right. So, it, as, and as it winds up, it's going to be the three of us that are going to go to Maine. Okay. Russ borrows his dad's Cadillac. I think it was an old red Cadillac. And David never met Russ. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Dave had never ridden in a Cadillac. <laughs> David, <laughs> David uh, I have, Kevin. All right. <laughs> I may have driven a Cadillac or two in my day. <laughs> so I remember that morning, we, Russ picked me up first, and then we swung by and picked up Dave at his apartment. And uh, we, I introduced them to each other. You know, to, to each other. Oh, you, I'm sorry, wait, Dritzis, you'd never met this guy, Russ. 
No. So I met him at my apartment at four in the morning, which sounds shady, and it was. Oh, it gets shadier because you're going to a cabin in Maine. It, yeah, it doesn't get shadier. But we had to leave early because we wanted to get there before the ferry. See, the last ferry is at five o'clock. And if you oh, miss yeah. that, you don't get onto the island or get off. Not being able to get off the island is going to be an important element of the story later. Okay. Is it about an 11-hour drive, 12-hour yeah, drive? Yeah, it's something like that. Far? Yeah, if I remember, yeah. So you were going to get to know Russ on this really long trip. Yeah, so and it was. Fun. It was a fun trip. I, mean, we, I, I do remember. It was like we had a good time. You know, Russ is really laid back. I don't know if you guys know him. Kevin, mean, you might know him. I think I do, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He used to be around the theater a lot. And you guys would recognize him if you saw him. He does TV stuff. And uh, commercial stuff, you probably recognize him from like random stuff. He was recently in the mayor of East Town. He, he's on the TV being interviewed. I think. Oh, okay. I think you're right. Oh, really? Yeah, he's one of the characters in that. Very yeah. brief, brief. So yeah, so you know, we do the ride up. They get to know each other, and uh, and we do. We get to the ferry, which is really cool. I remember there was like a big traffic jam on the way to the ferry, yeah. and like we were worried that we weren't going to make it in time. But we get to the ferry and we pull the car on, and it's a big, you know, kind of not not as big as the one that goes from Cape May to Lewis Delaware. Yeah. But it's maybe about half that size, but it holds okay. quite a few cars. Uh, we go across and we, we get to this island. So we make our way to the house and it's this really cool, like wood built probably around 1900 or maybe a little bit earlier. You know, it sleeps 10. It's got like a bunch of bedrooms and bathrooms, but it's old, you know, it's, it's not mm-hmm. like brand new construction in any way, but right. it's a real nice, well-kept old kind of, main you know main home did you guys all share the same bedroom yeah you just rolled all the beds into one room. we were like the grandparents and charlie in the chocolate factory <laughs> and just all piled <laughs> into the same yeah. now so we, we found our beds and and i think i remember that first night we probably hit that one grocery store the market yeah well uh, there's only one grocery yeah store it's called the Paris. it's called the island market i know that because i bought my mom like a bag from there that she still has but it's called the island market and we went there to, to like buy some food for the week. Yeah. And Russ, Russ is really outgoing. He got to talking to the guy behind the counter and he kind of gave us the lowdown of the Island a little bit. Cause you know, we told him we were visiting and it's like one of those grocery stores where people run a tab, you know, like you, uh-huh. like you could oh, just yeah. be like, Oh, I'll just put it on my tab. We'll, we'll come back and get it later. Was this one of those things? Like don't leave the house after dark, like you know, <laughs> yeah. the friendly yeah. shopkeeper. And then all of a sudden he's like, don't leave the house. Oh, <laughs> Y'all better be getting home now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there wasn't even an ATM, so we had to have cash. Yeah, no credit cards. Yeah, yeah. Cash yeah, use cash. cash. Yeah, the other thing we talk about, it was the opposite of what you're just saying, though. The one thing that freaked us out on the island, and we started to realize this, because obviously Russ drove everywhere. Every time you drove by somebody on the road, you would wave to them. Sure. Everybody waved and talked to anybody if you saw somebody. Yeah. At first, it was weird when we were driving around the road and everybody who passed us would wave at us. At first, we're like, what, is there something on the roof? <laughs> right. And then it started to become, Russ got so good at it, he would just do like this move where and I got my hands like on the steering wheel. He would just do like the two fingers up and then two <laughs> fingers back down again. Like he started kind of really falling into the, the I, vibe I should, of it. I should qualify that this wasn't like a 2004 or even like a 1995 Cadillac. This was like an early 1980s Cadillac. Oh, so yeah, they probably thought, where did the people from Long Island come from? <laughs> I'm guessing. Yeah. So, so essentially what we did that, that entire week, we basically got up in the morning. We decided somebody wanted to go jogging or ride bikes. There was a bow and arrow set in the backyard. We would like shoot, maybe shoot at the target in the backyard. But we also would like plan what are we going to make for dinner? Right. That was essentially the whole day was like thinking about what we would do for dinner. And it was 
July, late July in 2004. So it was the Democratic National Convention was on. Okay. So we would watch that at night. And that was the first time we all saw Barack Obama. Right. That was that Tuesday night. Yeah, that Tuesday night he made the keynote address. And I remember we were talking about him all night. We yeah. were like, who is this guy? This is amazing. You know, like we were, that was his audacity of hope speech. I was like, I thought, yeah. I thought oh, that guy's going to run for president. Yeah. Dave called it. Before, I think before we started doing that, though, we all sat down one night and they had VHS cassettes. But they didn't really have a good selection. So here was like three grown men and we were all just sitting here watching Emma. <laughs> the uh Gwyneth Paltrow. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I that think it's pretty funny. We may have watched it twice actually. Because <laughs> you miss a lot the first time. You do. You do. It's it's like a memento. <laughs> One of the other things that the guy at the grocery store told us is you can also go eat. No, no, that's not how it happened. Oh, okay. Well, no. Okay. So we get to the island. We realize like, well, we don't know where to eat here. Right. And there wasn't really anything on the map. And we thought maybe the port town would have something, but it literally didn't. It had like a ticket thing, a little uh, food truck that sold lobster rolls. Ooh, and, and we had yeah, lobster And we did. And the lighthouse. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to that little lighthouse museum shop and find out like what goes on on the island. Right. So I walk in and this lady who looks exactly like you would think would be running a lighthouse museum on the island of Isle Barrow in Maine. It's just like, oh, hello. And she, because uh, I go, hey, we're looking, you know, we're staying for the weekend. We're new here. And um, we're just wondering, like, you know, where's some good places to eat and things like that or like a bar. She's like, oh, uh, no bars. Mm. You know, the hotel has a restaurant. It's pretty good, but it's not really open. It's only open, like, I think on, like, Sundays or Saturdays. <laughs> Literally, it's, like, open, like, two days a week. And the hotel's kind of like a country club kind of hotel. And then she says this. I will never forget this. And this is what's going to launch it into the rest of this story. And I did not prompt this at all. She goes, but if you go to the bee's knees on Wednesday, Kirstie Alley might be there. <laughs> and I just went, oh, okay. There's our week. All right. So I walked out and then that's what I told these guys. And we kind of just kept that in our brains for the rest of the week. And what is the bee's knees? It's where Kirstie Alley hangs out, Steve. Don't you pay attention? Yeah. So Sorry. Wednesday night, we, we make our way to the bee's knees, which was only like a mile away from where we were yeah. staying. It was like right down I the think road. even closer because yeah. we walked to it. Right, yeah. right down the road. We walked yeah. to it. it was like a, a wooden country store with a, like a patio, a front deck. Yeah. And like a you know screen doors, and you go inside, and they made one thing for dinner. Like if you if you didn't want it, that you didn't eat. Like so, they had shepherd's pie, shepherd's pie that night, yeah. and like some kind and of cobbler. And also, was the food was terrible. Yeah. Uh, it was <laughs> first, oh, salad first. Yeah, first course was salad, and I kid you not, it was a couple of pieces of iceberg lettuce, a couple of cranberries, and just some store bought Italian dressing over it. Delicious. That was it. Oh, that was and the then, salad yeah. course. And then the, no, not shepherd's pie. Oh no, yeah, shepherd's pie. And then the shepherd's pie. Oh no, chicken pot pie. Oh, that's what it was. It was a chicken pot pie, but each person didn't get a full chicken pot pie. You only got like a quarter of a chicken pot pie. <laughs> that was like it. a regular size little chicken pot pie. Well, no, I think it was made like more like, like a, a pie, pie dish. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but it literally was like this. It was like the size of a large, slightly larger slice of pie you might get at like you know dinner, right? And then dessert was the best part. It was bread pudding, and that was actually a really nice, healthy helping, and that was actually pretty good. But like there was more dessert than there was in the first two parts of the meal combined. Yeah. <laughs> well, bread fills you up. So <laughs> that's, that's, what it was. that's why we were so happy. So right around like when we're eating our dinner, like there's nobody else there either. It's just us. 
The three of you. That's it. Those and how many us. tables are we talking about? Five, maybe? We sat outside, so it was just no, no, we sat inside, didn't we? No, we sat outside in the deck. Oh, all right. Okay. And then inside, I think there was like maybe four, okay. five tables, possibly. Okay. I don't really remember, but it was small. Right, right. And like they only did dinner on Wednesday. So like, like in the middle of dinner while we're eating, sure enough, this like Model T, like 19, early 1940s. I don't know if it was Model T, but something that kind of had like side runners on it. Yeah. Yeah. Car pulls up. And out pops Kirstie Alley and like this little 10 year old girl and a couple other little girls. Yeah. And I did look online today and she has a daughter that would have been 10 oh. that year. So it was definitely. So it checks daughter. out. Yeah, it checks out. But it was her and a couple of little girls and they come up and sit down and just start having dinner next to us. We're actually inside. Inside. They, went inside. they went inside. That's right. Yeah. They went inside and they started having dinner inside. You know, so we're like, it's Kirstie Alley. Holy shit. And are you guys just giddy at this point? We were. Yeah, what are you doing? Yeah. We were told we would see her. And they were right. And we saw her. Yep. Like, yep. it was so awesome. Payoff. We finished our, we're getting our dessert at this point. She comes outside to have a cigarette. Huh? And so she sits down next to us and we strike up a conversation. We tell her, we know who she is. I, I express that I'm a big fan. I, I'm a huge Cheers fan. So I was like, yeah. you know, I said, I love you from your movies. I said, but I... I am a huge Cheers fan, and you were just amazing in Cheers. What movies? I'm trying to think, other than Look Who's Talking, what movies has she done? She's done a few, but I'm not going to mention them just yet, because I want to I want to save that for later. Yeah, there's okay. another good one she's in, and right. I, I, will, I will say, just in case. That's right. Happening. So we get talking, and we tell, you know, and so she, we say hello, we get friendly. Uh, Russ, again, very good at breaking the ice. Oh, yeah. He's talking about doing commercial acting and TV work, and... We're out there having cigarettes with her, and it's it's nice. We just like you know, like talked about her car, talked about her car, like that that old car, and she's like, oh, I got it fixed up, and but uh, yeah, it was like we probably talked for about ten or fifteen minutes uh, while she was outside. How nice! She's lovely. She was a lovely person. Very cool. She went in to finish her sad salad and chicken pot pie, and we went yeah. back and basically hung out at that house for another six days or five days, just like yeah. jogging and doing hikes and. So we went once to the mainland to go get some lobster. Yeah, we, we met up with somebody from Philly who lived up there, and she took us to get lobster. But we had to leave the island at, like, noon and, like, go and eat at, like, 3 o'clock so that we could get, get back, back on the ferry to get back home. Oh, right. Was there swimming? I mean, were you, like, a beach? No, no, it was too, the water was too cold then. I mean, yeah, it was the end of July, but I don't think until, like, I, I remember Sean Roach talking about how Martha's Vineyard doesn't get warm till. September or so. Yeah. And there weren't really beaches. They were just kind of like small little shore points with rocks yeah. and stuff. Yeah, it's all like a very rocky. Yeah, and uh, a lot of seaweed. The weirdness of this island, though, this is one thing I'll never forget. I picked up some little pamphlet and it had like activities happening on the island. There really weren't much. One of them was at this little church slash meeting center. One night they were having it. It was like on Thursday. John Ratzenberger was going to be there. <laughs> there was a, on Thursday, there was a lecture on the reforestation of Afghanistan. What? It was like, wow. And I'm like, wow. who on this island is like, oh, I'm going to go to that. Maybe that was Kirstie Alley before she got crazy. You know who else lived on the island? John Travolta also lived on the island. See? Look who's talking. What? No. Hand to God. Hand to God. This yeah. island was run by Scientology. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, that yeah, he sense. was the other famous person. Actually, that's not, he's, there's a third famous person that has a place on that island. I remember being at one of the board members from my theater company at his house, and he had a coffee book table, coffee book table, coffee, uh, coffee table, book, <laughs> a coffee table book of the houses of Islesboro, like yeah. so specific. And I remember saying, 
holy cats, I did a vacation there once and I paged through it and I found the house that we stayed in. But he said, yeah, he said, I visit. And it's, I think the family that owns Wawa had a uh, a property on it. And he was at like some kind of July 4th party. And he showed me a picture from the July 4th party. And I was looking at it and I said, I know that guy in the background. And he's like, yeah, you know that guy. And I'm like, how do I know him? I said, I just saw him the other day. And he's like, can you remember? And I'm like, geez, I was just talking to him. And I'm like, oh, that's the commissioner of the NDA. I just was watching the draft. Yeah. Oh. So he has a house up there? Was He was visiting. He was visiting. I thought you were going to say it was Jack Nicholson, like at the end of The Shining. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's pronounced Isleboro, not Islesboro. That's how the locals say Isleboro. Well, that's what the rich people say. <laughs> okay. So you're showing your poorness. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so the second celebrity I've met Hang on, my work is done here. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Good to see you, Dave. <laughs> Goodbye, Dave. For context, uh, Dave rents a floor in my house, and that's why he's here in the room right now. Folks, they've never been apart after sharing that castle. That's right. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's true. We've been together ever since. Because they never know if Kirstie Alley is going to show back up. <laughs> Russ is somewhere. We just can't find him. He ran out <laughs> to get food. Yeah. So the second time I met a celebrity was two years earlier. It was in 2002 when... I was asked to host a symposium for the Gay and Lesbian Film Festival. This was in Philadelphia? It was in Philadelphia. And at the time, that was very big. They did a really big film festival. For many years, uh, it kind of faded away. It should be amazing. It was huge. It should be amazing. Yeah, Yeah. it was huge. Uh, You know, international kind of thing. I guess somebody had seen me hosting comedy sports. They approached me, and I, I don't know if they thought I was gay or if it didn't matter, but I didn't clarify but they asked me if i would host uh, a symposium they were going to have a special guest in town and the special guest was steve gutenberg oh wow the film actor right oh three men and a baby three men and a yes. baby uh police academy movies police academy yeah. cocoon movies i'm trying to figure out why the gay and lesbian festival would have him well the reason they had him was the year earlier he produced and starred in a movie called P.S. Your Cat is Dead. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I know that. Yeah, well, yeah. It's, a, it's a play. Yeah. It's, a, it's a play, and it has uh, gay themes in it. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if he or somebody else adapted it to film, and he produced and was starred as the guy that's the one that's taken hostage okay. in the movie. He's the burglar who turns out to be gay. No, he's the other guy. All right, so he's the guy whose apartment gets broken into. Exactly. Yeah, he's that Because the burglar's there. At the risk of spoilers, what's the brief summation of this story? A guy breaks in and gets caught by the guy that lives there who ties him up and the burglar turns out to be gay. Okay. It's heartwarming. It's heartwarming, you know, two guys in a place. One is gay, one isn't, you know. Yeah. Okay. Right. So that that's why he's in town. They're going to do a thing where at the Prince movie theater, music theater, that big yeah. theater, they're going to show the film. No, no, they weren't going to show the film. They showed the film maybe the night after, but they were just going to have a retrospective of his career and then do a question and answer, you know, like James uh, Lipton kind of yeah. asking questions, talk about your career. kind of thing. And you're the James Lipton in this. I am the James Lipton guy. So yeah. Yep. So I do you prep for this. Like, I, I prepped a little bit the week before, yeah. you know, I kind of familiarized myself with his movies. And did you watch that movie? P.S. My Cat is Dead. Uh, yeah, I watched that movie. Okay. Did you come up with like blue index cards that you were going to ask him questions? I had a card that had questions on it. Yeah. 
to keep <laughs> to keep track of what I was going to talk about. So with tiny, tiny, like it was a thousand <laughs> questions, and the writing was minuscule. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, here's the thing: they booked me for this gig. It, it's like a paying gig and stuff like that. I had to sign a contract and all. So they said, "What we're going to do is we'll have you meet Steve." There's a donor event again, another donor event the night before the event at somebody's beautiful apartment in Old City. They said, "Come to that." Steve will be there. You can meet him. Okay. Hang out and have dinner. And then they'll take a car. We'll take you guys over to do the event. Wow. Pretty swanky. So that was it. Yeah. So it was nice. It was, yeah, it was a good opportunity. It was a fun thing. Was it do. a Cadillac? That would be awesome. It was, it was a town car. Ooh. It was a Lincoln town car. Lincoln. Even better. Yeah. And was the idea that like, did they want you to meet him? So you're, you guys are at ease with one another. I think that was the thinking. Yeah, I guess so. I would have been fine, I guess, interviewing him without meeting him, but that, you know, that was the thinking. Yeah. So I went to this house, this apartment, this beautiful apartment on third street. Sure enough, he shows up like, you know, an hour later or so just kind of rolls in with like a buddy of his and he's, oh my God. He's like, in my mind, I thought he was small. Yeah. Yeah. The reason I think that I think is because he was in a movie with Tom Selleck and um, what's his name from Cheers. Uh, Lurch. Ted Danson. Ted Danson and those guys are like six three or six four. Those guys are really yeah. tall guys, and so he was the short guy in that movie. But I think he's still like six foot or six one. But yeah. he's also big. He's like broad, okay. big head, real wide, big head, big <laughs> smile. You know what I mean? Like he's just he just takes up space. But he is. He's like a movie star. He comes in. He's like he just kind of radiates and he's loud and gregarious and big handshakes and all the attention goes right to him. When he oh my God. Him. Yeah, absolutely. And he's happy to be there and all that stuff. So, you know, we get to talking a little bit at the party and, and I meet him and then they say, all right, the car's here. You guys have to go, go for the car. So we go down, we get in this car. As soon as we get in the car, he sparks up a joint, right? <laughs> he's like, just, he's like, I, you know, getting ready for the, you know, to get mellow out, I guess a little bit. Take the edge off. Take the edge off. So what year is this again? 2004. So this is, okay. yeah, right. This is a little, you know, a little Two, edgy. 2002, isn't it? Two, excuse me, 2002. You're right, 2002. Yeah. So a little edgy for 2002. Yeah. Definitely not, nowadays, that wouldn't be a big deal. But back then, that was a little bit. In fact, he offered to me and I was like, uh, I got to do this interview. I said, I, I, I got to work. I have a feeling I'll be a little yeah. uh, a, a, a wandering of the all mind. over you. I'll be all over you. I'll be all, I'll be all <laughs> over this magnificent. We will not get out of this car. <laughs> <if that happens. laughs> so one of the things I remember so vividly, we were waiting for a light. I remember it was right by the Liberty Bell. So it was at a, it was on Market Street between Fifth and Sixth. That we were backed up at a light, and it was summertime, and he was wearing a suit jacket. And I remember him like going, ah, oh, it's hot. And he opens up the town car door because we're like, you know, six or seven cars back. And he gets out of the town car and he's got the, this big fucking blunt in his mouth. Yeah. And he gets out of the town car to take off his jacket. And there's a car next to us with the window down and they recognize him. And then he strikes up a conversation. So he takes like this, <laughs> he takes the joint out of his mouth and he kind of does that thing where you lean your arm down on the open window. <laughs> and he's, he's having a conversation with these people on the street and there's like cars honking behind us. Like, let's go, let's go. And he's just like uh, having a chat. He's shaking hands. Yeah. It was great. So he gets back in. We make our way over to the Prince Music Theater. That's the, the place at like 15th and Walnut, like right near Broad. It's on Chestnut Street. On Chestnut, it's, yeah. It's right before Broad Street. Yeah. Yeah. So we're down in the green room. They tell us to come on up. It's time for the show. We go upstage. They say, go wait on the side of the stage. They're going to show a 10-minute retrospective 
of his oh. career. Okay. They cut together like a sizzle reel of all of his work. And then we'll do the, the interview. You know, the house manager comes out, ladies and gentlemen, fire exits to turn off your cell phones, no smoking, and, you know, enjoy the clip. And then we'll, we'll have Steve out here. A packed audience, packed house. It was really full. Young people, old people, like what's the, what's the crowd? All, it, did, it was everybody. Like, you know, okay. again, it, it was, yeah. you know, the Gay and Lesbian Film Festival. So I'm sure a lot more uh, gay and lesbian people, but it was just all ages. It was like their signature event mm. yeah. during right, the festival. Right. Yeah, it was like the big star and the big interview kind of thing. Tell me he poured out a bag of Coke and started cutting lines. <laughs> no, <he> didn't. <laughs> but they showed the clips. And when they showed the clips, it made me realize, and this is something I realized in my research when I interviewed him at the time, he was like one of the highest earning movie stars for movies that had sequels. Okay. Because he had done Three Men and a Baby and Three Men and a Little Lady, yeah. which were hugely internationally popular movies. He right. did all the Police Academy movies, mm-hmm. which again were internationally popular. Short Circuit. Yep. Don't forget Short Circuit. He, Short Circuit. He did, oh, right. And he also did the Cocoon movies, which were hugely yep. popular. Mm-hmm. So he did all these really big movies. There was like some number, like he was the highest grossed international star for like sequel movies it was something like that okay and you could see it in this this retrospective so sure enough halfway through the retrospective some jerk's cell phone goes off and and i'm like it just keeps ringing and i'm like jesus christ who out in the crowd is you're saying this to yourself i'm saying this to myself right (laughs) and then all of a sudden i see like right next to me steve is like oh yeah hello hey what's up uh and like like he takes the call we're on the stage watching this thing he like takes the he takes the phone call and like so he like he excuses himself like goes out the side exit <laughs> so the film ends and i'm like on stage by yourself he's not there right but then he immediately comes out on stage it's almost like better than him being on stage because like the lights come up it's me As he's entering right and then he walks in right he gets an entrance yeah he has an entrance and people are clapping and so yeah it's great and we we do like an hour long hour and half maybe oh Oh, wow he's got tons of stories to tell he's super interesting and funny he takes questions from the audience and how's your performance dave are you uh are you clicking i'll tell you what i was a little bit tight in the beginning a little bit nervous but then i think i got one or two audience interactions going and then it was it was fine because i had not had a ton of experience doing stuff like that yeah yeah i think it went fine It, it was fun and uh i definitely loosened up as the time went on but yeah it was great we had a lot of fun and then afterwards, we go to this, um, there was an after party at Bump. You remember Bump, Jesse? Yeah, I love Bump. I loved Bump. Where was, what was Bump? Bump is now Bud and Marilyn's, which is a great restaurant, but it was this kind of gay club bar that was really... Hishi, nice cocktails, hot bartenders, that kind of stuff. Cool. And it had a back patio as well, Bump. Yep. What? Does Bud and Marilyn's have that same back patio? I don't think so, or if it does, it was tiny. Oh, okay. Because I've been, I've been to Bud Maryland's, and I've never seen the patio. Anyway, well, I've never seen it either, Kevin. Because what happened was, this is the after party, and it's packed, and I'm with Steve, and we come in, and the place is going crazy, and he's also introducing to me people because he knew some people there. So I'm like, hey, we're saying hello, and then it's so packed. At some point, he just kind of goes through the crowd. They wind up on the back patio, and I'm. That's it. That was the end of my... Uh, you were released. No longer part of the entourage. I think I just, like staggered out of there. And he was like holding you as the little bird. He was like, go. <laughs> 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 so, 
<laughs> and then into the sewer drain. He was holding you as a little bird and said, now just the famous people. Bye. <laughs> so that was that was the last time I saw him. There's him going through that crowd and out those patio doors. Did you do a little wave? I, I'm sure I was waving more to try and get his attention. But. <laughs> the last shot of that movie is like from your back and like he's walking away and like with, with, with like you waving and the lights are all flashing. And, you're <laughs> and then somebody bumps Dave real hard. Gets him out of frame. Yeah. Uh, that was it. So those were the two people, two movie stars, I guess, that I've... Uh, I've met personally. So which one, which, which was the better one? Kirsty versus Steve. Mm. Uh, I spent, I spent more time with Steve. Uh, so I got to know him a little better. Yeah. It's gotta be. So, yeah. So I don't think it's a fair comparison to make, but I'll say this. If I have to do the Kevin Bacon degrees of separation, technically I performed with Steve. Maybe you could say on that, yeah. that yeah. stage, I can connect myself to a lot of people through him but I guess it's supposed to be a film. You were also paid. You were also paid to be there. That's a good point. Yeah. You shared a stage with Steve Gutenberg. But the thing I was going to ask you all is, do you know Steve Gutenberg and Kirstie Alley both starred and were leading actors in a film together? Rocky IV. <laughs> it was not Rocky IV. It was a very good guess. He had been working out a lot. It made sense. <laughs> it was in 1995. Ooh. Is that was it like a rom com? With were they the stars of a rom com? One hundred percent was a rom com. Oh wow! I'll give you hints. We're going to start giving you hints. Okay. Can yes. I guess Rocky Four again? Yeah, Rocky Four is a good <laughs> guess. You're, you're done. I'll start to give you hints. One hint is the storyline is similar to, but not the same as the Parent Trap. Ooh. Huh. That'll help you try and think of who's in the film as well. Right, is there a young star in the film? Yeah. Yes, there is. Leonardo? Leonardo is about the right age, but it was not him. It's not just one actor, but... Was it an Olsen twin movie? What? Which one? Which Olsen twin? <laughs> it was an Olsen twin movie called It Takes Two. Oh, man. Oh, that is such a twin title movie. I love it. That's why I didn't Bring watch it. Bring Olsen's. <laughs> but uh, from what I know of it, it follows that kind of parent trap, kind of the twins are making them think they're each other. It's right. Taking Kevin Bacon to the Olsen twins either direction you want to. That's pretty No, well, You could connect Steve Gutenberg to Kevin Bacon in Diner. Oh, good point. Oh, that's a too. good one. Yeah, because they're, you know, part of the ensemble. And Steve Rohde, you were in Diner, right, if I'm not mistaken? I was in Diner, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah small role. Love that place. Delicious food. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, I remember that. I remember It Takes Two, and now I'm seeing it. I'm so pissed I didn't get it. Damn right. it. You've actually seen that movie, Steve? It makes sense, Steve. That timing would make sense, because your kids would have been, been 20 years ago. Correct. I, I'm seeing the VHS box. Right. You're seeing the poster. It's it's right there on the shelf next to Emma. Yeah. 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 Yes. I'll tell this little story real quick. Yeah. I went to buy beer at a local uh, beer store here in Havertown and they have did I did I tell you this, Kevin? I ever yeah. talk about this? They have a lot of good craft beers. And Mary and I 
Well, Mary does this funny thing. If you're having something like a little bit bad, like you want a snack or something, and she'll go, oh, that's fun. Yeah. You know, she just says, oh, that's fun. She'll attribute it to like food or like. My sister says that exact same thing. She does. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. That, yeah. Like it's something you wouldn't think of as fun. You're like, oh, right. Okay. Is it ever demeaning? No, no, no. It's uplifting. Yeah. No, no. It's always like, oh, my God, these napkins. They're oh, that's so they're fun. Fun. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God, they're fun. And so I'm walking in the I'm walking in the beer store and I'm just looking around at these beers and this um, employee comes up, little beer nerd, like a like a like a what do they call them? Beer, um, beer nerd? Is that what you just said? Beer nerd, like a like a hipster. L- like a, a sommelier for beer. Yeah, like a like a like a hipster almost, like a hipster looking, like flannel yeah. and you know that, that a lot of the beer like the microbreweries, they have these the, the, these guys who wear the beards and they uh, yeah. glasses. Man bun, all that stuff. Right, they oh, yeah. have a man bun or 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 just a you know a, a ski cap, you know, like a yes. winter hat. And he comes up and he says, can I help you find something? And I'm kind of lost in the beers. Are you like the old guy? And he's like, can I help you, sir? Like, like, can I help you, sir? Probably. Yes. They're probably closing. They're trying to move Steve out. They're closing. Exactly. Lights are off. The guy's got a broom (laughs) in his hand. Either that or they're trying to get their demographic in the age group they want it. And they're like, all right, sir, can you please? You're not helping. Pours lights up by the front, dude. And I say, more to myself than him. <laughs> this is, which shows you why you're an old man. Exactly. <laughs> I'm definitely an old man if you're talking to yourself. Why are the lights so bright in here? <laughs> are you cold too? <laughs> and I say, uh, I say, I'm looking for a fun IPA. Nice. <laughs> oh, that's fun. And the guy goes, he repeats it. He goes, fun IPA. <laughs> I can remember that. And I realized I was like, uh, that probably sounded weird. <laughs> weird or completely unhelpful. What, what, right. what, what's fun what to him? Yeah. Right. What's fun to him? What did you end up with? Wait, I have to pause. I would love it if the guy thought you were hitting on him with that line. <laughs> like, yeah. like, what's he mean by that? <laughs> okay, old man, let's go. <laughs> I know a spot. <laughs> it's like flying a kite, but a beer in my mouth. It's like that. flying <laughs> 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 a <laughs> like my model railroads. <laughs> yeah. It's like calling on a rotary phone like that, <laughs> but in a beer. <laughs> he, he goes, uh, here, here. Uh, have you heard of this something? And I go, no. And he goes, here, I think we have it in the cooler. So he guides me down the aisle to the right. And as we turn, I'm sorry, when he's guiding you down the aisle, is he holding your hand because you're an old guy? (laughs) Is he pulling your walker behind him? I'm very very confused at this point. (laughs) Another employee intercepts us. Uh Oh, my God. If if this dude uses the word fun to the second employee, I'm going to lose my mind. (laughs) The other employee goes, hey, what, what, what you guys looking for? And the first employee goes. He's looking for a fun IPA. <laughs> They're still talking about you. 
They're still talking about you. They're unpacking. They're unpacking the dollies, and they're saying, "This is a fun IPA." <laughs> Look at this! I got a fun pilsner over here. Put this one in the fun fridge. <laughs> oh my goodness! What did you walk out of there with? What'd you get? No, wait, I got. Before you get to find that out, what was the feeling that you had? Oh yeah, when you heard employee number one. Use the yeah. word fun to employee number two. I actually, I actually didn't feel embarrassed or humiliated. I thought it was so fucking funny. I couldn't yeah. wait to tell Mary. <laughs> like I couldn't wait to tell her I used fun to yep. describe a beer or a class of beers to an employee. And then it just like wildfire it just spread. Like, oh my God. Out of control. I, I don't even remember what beer I got. Like at that point I was like, yeah, sure. I'll take that one. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I'll take whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is real fun. Real fun. And um, yeah, I still go back there, you know, right. my head held high. <laughs> Why wouldn't it be? Why wouldn't it be? <laughs> I'm sure a caricature of you is in the employee lounge in the back. <laughs> fun IPA guy. <laughs> Have you seen fun IPA guy? <laughs> holy crap that's awesome that's that is fun that would have been an episode uh, right there that's it no nah, it was too Rachel. short it was too short for no, it was well, maybe, short. Maybe. Short. if we were doing an episode we absolutely could have made that into an episode maybe it's an addendum to an episode <laughs>